This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Curdy B. Maybe I'll kick this one off. What do you say? Are you kidding me? I love switching up. Variety is the spice of life, Scotty. Well, I'm glad you think so. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Delicious, delicious cheese fire shuts down Norwegian tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. That smells, that smells interesting. Uh, that's all coming up on this episode of Bananas. Bananas. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas. That is Scotty Landis. That is the wonderful Kurt Brownoller. Welcome to the silliest little strange news podcast there ever was. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, do we have a treat today. We certainly do. Our guest today is an artist and musician. She's the driving force behind the band La 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 La. And her new album, I Want the Door to Open, is available everywhere right now. Please welcome Lily West. Woo! Woo! We'll put cheers in. We'll put cheers in. Thank you. We'll put a roaring applause in. Thank you. Of thousands. Audience of thousands. (laughs) Hey, Lily, what's up? Nothing. What's up with you? (laughs) I'm great. I uh, hurt my, I bruised my hips going down the slide to do laundry today. I have a slide off my deck, and I held a laundry basket, and I went down and just totaled myself. I don't believe this get- is a lie. This is true. <laughs> no, he does have a slide that goes off his desk. <laughs> what you- I mean, uh, his deck, his back deck. It's really yeah. perfect. Did you kind of cut? Did you cut a, a a space in the? Uh- yeah, I cut some of the hand railing off, and it's a fourteen <laughs> foot with a bump in the middle, and I, I held my 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 hamper against me like a fifty pound child, and just went full speed into the ground, and was like, you know what? That was worth it. Oh, so it's you hurt yourself when you shot off the end of the slide with the hamper. Yeah, because I kind of had to tumble. I didn't really have my hands handy, so I just kind of did a, a roll into my backyard. But my clothes were already dirty, so the ones that hit the, the grass and dirt, they just went right in the washing machine. So I've had a great, great morning. I'm so sorry oh, to be a stickler about this situation, um, but is this slide... I need to... I'm so, I just can't move on. It's, for, well, it's just don't. for fun? You just have... Yeah, it's for That's fun. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just to make life a little better. That's you know, great. Grew up watching Pee Wee's Playhouse. I, I like to have a good time. There was, there used to be, I, we, I, I used to live in Baltimore, and there was a building that my friend lived in in Baltimore, and I do not know if they still do this, and I can't imagine they do, but it had a fire slide. So instead of an emergency exit, there was a, <laughs> and it was across the street from a college campus, there and it was, and it was, it, it's, pitch black inside but it's like a circular <laughs> spiral a spiral slide metal that goes all the way down to the basement and i mean i guess it does get people out fast <laughs> um and we would we would sit on cardboard boxes and you like push swinging doors open that then close behind you and then you're in pitch darkness <laughs> just flying down in a circle like over to, you go down eight stories in like five seconds it's so fucking cool. terrifying that's incredible um, and so much fun it was yeah. incredible why not make escaping uh enjoyable <laughs> right that's definitely that's right. um that's a great platform that you should run on <laughs> yes, if Kurt runs for mayor of Atwater, it will be all homes have fire escape slides. And people would say, oh, hell yeah, we'll do that. You got my vote. Combine that with um, every bathroom has a hook for your bag. Yep. You have to. Like at an airport? Mm-hmm, yes. Mm-hmm. Why isn't that everywhere? That's a great idea. Um, Lily, the new album is 
so, so, so good. Oh, heck yeah. Thank you. It is wonderful. If you have not heard it, guys, you should get it right now. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to it uh, nonstop, and so I just wanted to say thank you, honestly, for, for making something so beautiful. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm a, I'm a fan of the podcast. Uh-oh. 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 Do you want to get into some weird news then? Well, yeah, let's break it off. Let's All get right. into it. So this was sent in by K underscore A underscore Villanueva. Villanueva is a great last name. Mm-hmm. That oh, is a... Honey. I wish I was Scotty Villanueva. Um, delicious, delicious cheese fire shuts down Norwegian <laughs> Tunnel. I like the two the, the use of two deliciouses. Oh, yeah. That's Ellie Hall from BuzzFeed, and she is... I mean, she's so good at her job. She's feeding that buzz constantly. Uh, best in the beeswax. Your commute may be bad, but at least it's not blocked by flaming goat cheese. <laughs> goat cheese? Yeah, it was goat. Well, it's a type. Of, it's a weird type of cheese. So okay. this is slightly old bananas. These are a little bit brown bananas, but I laughed as soon as she sent it to me. So we're going for it hardcore. A truckload containing 59,000 pounds no, of burning goat no. cheese has blocked a Norwegian tunnel for the past six days. Oh, my God. Six days. <laughs> That's so long. <laughs> well, it's 59,000 pounds of cheese. It, it has um, a long time to burn. This Who is like a horrible cheese could burn math question. They have, they're like, if you have 59,000 pounds of goat's cheese and it's inside of a tunnel, and how long will it take to burn? <laughs> <laughs> well, is it Norwegian tunnel? Uh, the cheese in question is a brown caramelized goat cheese, known as Brunost. Mm. Brunost. Uh, and it caught fire as it was being transported through the Bratli tunnel in Tisdorf or Tisfjord. <laughs> uh, or no, I'm, it's actually Tisfjord. I'm so sorry. Tisfjord to all our Norwegian listeners out there. Forgive me. Uh, the Kurds. Are separated from the whey, and then milk and cream are added, are boiled to the brunost until it's a quote thick brown mass. Mm. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. Yep, that sounds good. The result is a sweet product with a hint of caramel. It's sticky, caramelized lactose, and it's extremely flammable. And it's extreme. <laughs> what part of it is extremely flammable? That's so okay. Okay, I'm just gonna have to accept that it's extremely flammable. All right, I'll have uh, to get over that part. How did it catch fire, Scotty? Well, the fire was extinguished Monday by officials that warned that toxic gases emitted from the burning cheese oh may God. keep the tunnel, uh, the tunnel closed uh, for the next week. No injuries have been reported, thank God. Um, it took four days for firefighters <laughs> <laughs> to put out the flames. Four days of fighting a cheese fire in a tunnel is... <laughs> su- I mean, it must smell in a way that is unthinkable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nobody was hurt, as I said. Norwegian Broadcasting said the tunnel was so badly damaged that geologists are checking it for safety. Oh, Quote, I didn't know that brown cheese burns so well, said Kiel Bjorn Vinij of the Norwegian Public Roads Administration. But he confirmed that this was the first time cheese had caught fire on Norwegian roads in his 15 years of experience. So there there you go. So we don't know how it ignited. It's I just don't. it just happened to ignite. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, Ellie Hall, for, uh, Ellie Hall from BuzzFeed. You know, media missed in the biz for this. I like that. Did not say how it sparked a lot. That they gave a detailed description on how to make the cheese. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. We don't find out the most no. important thing. Instead, we find out the least, and it is in the first paragraph: how yes. to make the cheese. <laughs> Brunost. It's called Brunost, and I guess it's like a Norwegian thing. It's what they do up there. Well, they must be used to this uh. then. Yeah, yeah maybe they burn news. it to stay warm. I, don't know. <laughs> I hope it was just the truck driver finishing a cigarette and then flicking it. Out. Oh my god! <laughs> and then boom! <laughs> <laughs> like, did it smolder or did it explode? Oh, there's so many unanswered questions about this cheese. But it's also, how do you transport 59,000 pounds? Is it one? I guess it's just a big tractor trailer that, yeah, I agree. We, I didn't, and I actually looked this up on NPR and BuzzFeed. Neither one had it. So maybe this is a secret of the trade. Maybe mm-hmm. Norwegian cheesemongers don't want us to know how this thing can catch mm-hmm. fire. That, that checks yeah. out. Have, I've set a fire <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah, like uh, intentionally or unintentionally? No, no, no. I mean... <laughs> not this one. The one that I'm choosing to share with you is <laughs> not intentional. How what happened? happened? I lit 
I lit an incense. I used to live in this um, tiny apartment in Pilsen in Chicago that I filled with shit. I was like, you can swear, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get in it. I filled with shit. I was like, I had a bunch of... To- I saw a photo of this apartment the other day and I was like, dear God, I can't believe I lived <laughs> like that. Just like toys and like, like every mm-hmm. inch of the walls covered, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I lit a stick of incense and I stuck it into a plastic plant and went to sleep. <gasps> wow. <gasps> I know. That's wow. pretty scary. So what did you wake up to? I woke up and my friend Nick was staying with me and his... Um, I remember waking up and thinking that he was making a lot of noise. And I was like, shut the fuck up, Nick. Why are you making noise in the middle of the night? <laughs> he's yelling, we're about to die. Yeah. Fire, <laughs> fire, like, fire, fire, fire. He's like making this really high-pitched noise over and over again. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I realized it was a fire alarm. And I also, okay, so I had this like pink flower light that emitted pink light. And um, I woke up and I thought... It, there was like a lot of smoke around, and I thought the the pink like made it look like there was like a I was inside fire. Yeah, you know what I mean. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's I woke cool. up. It, yeah, that's great. That's smart. <laughs> Very <laughs> quickly realized that there was a fire. Screamed fire. Um, Nick shot up, and uh, we ran outside. And luckily, the pl- the fake plant was in a metal pot, so there was just a plastic. Uh, burning plastic fire contained oh. to this metal pot and we ran outside and uh nick threw up oh nick <laughs> nick yeah nick 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 puke so under stressful situations and we yeah. love him for it <laughs> was it winter time were you guys outside in the winter in chicago i think it was fall Mwah. a lovely I'm... time in chicago everyone says that i don't know are you being sarcastic <laughs> i don't, yeah, know. don't know i'm just assuming it is <laughs> I don't like anything except spring. You don't even like summer. I mean, that's not true. Summer's great. Summer's great. Yeah, summer. To me, it just seems very obvious. The cold ones are bad. Yes. And the warm ones are good. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. When I was like, uh, when I was in high school, my my funny bit, the thing I would do at music festivals, when whenever a really like kind of heavy band would go on. I would start on one side of the mosh pit and my, I would like have my friends on the other side and then I would just calmly walk right directly through the middle waving to my friends and smiling like I didn't know the mosh pit was even happening around me. And the wildest one I ever did, and you saying that reminded me of this, was when the band Prodigy, they were like closing the WHFS festival at RFK Stadium in Washington, D.C. And all day, it's like 40 bands for 40 bucks, but it's everybody. It's the B-52s, it's Wyclef, it's No Doubt. It's like, a, but then as the night, as it gets darker, the bands get a little harder. So it was like the Crystal Method, and then it was headlining or closing that night was Prodigy, and their big hit was Firestarter. And when they came on, that the whole front of the stage was this enormous mosh pit and in like a 40 second walk like running the gauntlet i just walked so casually <laughs> like waving to people like i'm having like a nice little vacation trip down the boardwalk people are just getting punched and thrown around all around me it was like moses parting the red sea or whatever it was incredible and then my friend was like do it again and i was like <laughs> Yep, I <laughs> just walked all the way around the outside. That was my bit for, I mean, I probably did that 30 times over 10 years. To me, it was the funniest thing in the world because I just, nobody punches. I was so weird. I would just like walk so calmly. They were like, I was invisible to them or something. <laughs> that is crazy. It was the best. That's a good near death. Kurt, have you ever had a near death experience with fire or smoke or anything? With fire or smoke, I don't. I don't think so. But that story did make me think of um, all ages hardcore shows on the Jersey yeah. Shore. Oh yeah, Sunday all ages oh, hardcore wow. shows. And I remember we would go, and it was like I think it was five dollars, eight bands, and it would be from like two p.m. to eight p.m. at the Stone Pony in Asbury Park. So fun. And I remember and. I remember seeing this band Terminus and like the number of people who were there, it was like the scariest pit I've ever been in. I think I was right. probably like 14 or 15 because it was like only like 40 people or something. And everyone was like just kicking and punching because they had to like in some way prove that they were like that this local band was like that they were more hardcore than anybody right. else. 
And I was like 15 and I was like excited about a mosh pit, but had never like really been in one. Yes. Uh, and I got a boot to the face so hard Ooh. that I like yes. saw stars and like lost my glasses. Oh, boy. And, uh, and I was like, oh, Terminus, I rue you. <laughs> <laughs> I never I went to see Terminus series. again. <laughs> That's pretty fun. But I they mean... were beautiful shows. Those were like long days of just smoking cigarettes outside and then going in and watching a terrible band for five minutes and then going outside <laughs> and watching smoking cigarettes. Uh, yeah. It's sad young. for people with glasses and mosh pits. Yeah. Yeah. That must have been, that must have been hard for you, is what I'm saying. It, and also, but as soon as you started to look for glasses, people would like make space for you and oh, like, really? would help Aww. you find your glasses. Because um, it's always it's like, it's an emergency. We're having fun, though. <laughs> We're still That's having really, fun. Where did you come up playing, Lily? In Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I moved here when I was 19 um, to go to art school. And I sort of stumbled into like a DIY music scene here. Which That's was, so great. It was. It was really cool. I mean, I just didn't, I didn't understand DIY. <laughs> like I'd only been to shows right. at like a, an event space. Yeah. Um, or like the smallest place. I didn't even really know there were shows at balls or anything. And being in these like basements and... I mean, it's why I started playing music. Because I didn't play music before. Yeah. I moved here. But uh, then seeing... Everyone's so experimental here. And like encouraging of each other. And seeing people like rolling on the ground screaming. And that being their band. I was like, oh, maybe I could also have a band. That's no awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, I mostly accredit my um, music stuff to my friend Emily Kempf. She, like, was in this band this band called Super Magical. Now she's in a band called Dead, which I highly recommend, D-E-H-D. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw them perform live. I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen yeah. in my life. You have to be my best friend. And uh, she complied. And she, like, took me on my first DIY tour and showed me how to do it so i didn't know you could book your own tour i didn't know you could play in people's houses yes, i just so had fun. no idea she Ugh. was like there's no rules yeah that's so fun that reminds it me of so like fun. that time where like coming up in new york in like the alt the alt comedy scene where everyone was just like the more fucking weird it was the better the more people went ape shit for it like <laughs> if you yeah. were doing the most insane thing like that's that cool. was what people came to see and yeah. if you were just it, telling jokes, get out of town. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of, I mean, there's Chicago has a, uh, or at least the past couple of years, the experimental comedy oh, yeah. has been sort of off the chain. Oh, it's great there. It'd Chicago is a yeah. great comedy town. I think Scotty and I always say, like, if you get good in Chicago, then when yeah. you move to LA or New York, like, people are like, who's this? You're good, good. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're fully cooked when you get to the, to the cities where you want to be on TV and stuff. There was this band in, well, they were a Baltimore band called, I think, Oxes or The Oxes. Yeah, and I Oxes. saw them. They were so cool. Oxes were so cool. And they play, they play wirelessly and yes, like walk through the crowd. Say. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there was, uh, they came and played a college show in a dorm basement that had a huge, like, um, like social space. And my friend was like, hey, let's go see this band. And they go down there like rowdy rock. It was so fun. But then the yeah, the two guitarists had wireless guitars. So while they were playing this rock show, they would just sprint into the crowd. And I remember wanting to start a band in that exact moment. And I didn't. It's actually probably one of my only true regrets in life is that I just didn't start some college band. But the funniest is the guy ran right past my friend and I just soloing. Then he just disappeared out these doors. And then we look out the windows of the dorm room and out in the lawn. Oh my God. He's just running by playing the guitar back and forth and i remember being like i love oxes they were such a cool band <laughs> they were so cool i was buddies with those guys they would uh, they would no come wonder. over uh all the time when i lived in baltimore they were such a fun group uh wireless guitars lily i don't know if you're a fan of it but lift it from the oxes because it was so entertaining god it was fun i would love that i hate when i have to play i used to be like Guitar was my thing, and now whenever I have to pick it up, I'm like, oh, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Much prefer the songs where I just am singing and I can like move all around. So yeah, yeah. I used to I used to have a wireless uh, like a Britney mic for this. That's fun. I I did a solo project. I'm doing air quotes because Lala's kind of a solo project Uh now, but um, it was called Blanket, or I also called it uh, 
rat, small rat. <laughs> and um, sure. such such a DIY yeah, situation. You got to call it something. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I had a Britney mic and I uh, made these like, it was so poorly done. I really like I have uh, love for myself at this time, but I like yes. sewed these costumes for me and my two friends who were my backup dancers um, that had like hearts on the. We all had these matching white with hearts outfits and yeah. white bucket hats. Um, but I'm horrible at sewing. I'm not very good at dancing, <laughs> and I choreographed the whole thing. Me too. And we did it. We did it. Um, we did it like karaoke style. Like I would be using the britney mic um but all of that music i had i had not recorded anything professionally in my life so i recorded it all into my laptop microphone wow wow so it sounded <laughs> at batshit insane that's kind of cool it's, it's like wall of sound but not in like a shoegaze way <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. singing like into a, a wall like, <laughs> just big it's noises like, through a condenser mic <laughs> yeah really really intense that's fun oh that's really funny i wish i could have been at one of those shows uh you guys uh, do you yeah. want to hear another one before we do yeah else? we're off and running this epi here we go this is actually this is an old bananas as well this is it's a historical okay. bananas um, this was sent in by Amy Lynn. Thank uh, you, this Amy is Lynn. Uh, from the Harvard Crimson in 1963, March 9th, 1963. College may ban animal nudity. The Society for Indec- Indecency to Naked Animals, SENA, oh a national association formed four years ago to, quote, Protect our children from the sight of naked horses, cows, dogs, and cats. No. We'll attempt oh to start a campus chapter of the organization at Harvard. Bruce Spencer, vice president of Cena, told Crimson yesterday. Um, I will skip down a little bit and then tell you guys more about this. Um, I mean, have you seen a naked horse? It is. Oh, <laughs> I, yes, I Scary. have. Oh, I'm going to write a little note. Thank yeah. you for that. <laughs> I guess I haven't really seen many clothed horses. Not lately. <laughs> Not these days. You gotta get him. Got him. Get him in some clothes. The society spends most of its time distributing literature. Quote: Decency today means morality tomorrow. Oh boy! And serving printed summonses to persons found violating Cena's constitution by appearing in public with naked animals. Uh, these oh documents. Oh my god! Warn- that can't be. You're just walking down the street, and there's a naked animal there. You can't control that. I prefer it. Honestly, I prefer it. So this is, just so you guys know, this is, uh, so this is from its Wikipedia. Um, The Society for Indecency to Naked Animals was a satirical hoax concocted by serial prankster Alan Abel. Um, The group used the language and rhetoric of conservative moralists for the ostensible aim of clothing, quote, indecent naked animals, including domestic pets, barnyard animals, and large wildlife. Uh, It is basically, he had his buddy... Buck Henry, this actor, Buck Henry, assumed the role of group president, Clifford Prout Jr. Um, And then and he appeared as Clifford Prout Jr. in television news and talk show appearances. Uh, He was like an improv guy. So he would just like he was just Strauss. He, you know, yeah, exactly. Just like Kay Strauss. Um, Over time, the history of Cena and some of its specific aims were codified into coherent, if unlikely, backstory. Uh, The group had been founded some years before by G. Clifford Prout Sr. and was being carried on by his son. An alleged debate within Cena was how large an animal had to be to require clothing. (laughs) The The official position... Quoted by Prout was, quote, any dog, cat, horse, or cow that stands higher than four inches or longer than six inches. Uh, So this, uh, it does seem like they either tricked the Harvard Crimson, which is the Harvard newspaper, or they're very deep into the the joke. Um, They had a marching song called Wings of Decency, (laughs) (laughs) which begins high on the wings of Cena. We fight for the future now. Let's clothe every pet and animal, whether dog, cat, horse, or cow. G. Clifford Prout, our president, he works for you and me, so clothe all your pets and join the march for worldwide decency. I should cover that. Right? Yes, you should. (laughs) That's such a good idea. Oh, my God. If you do that, please please send us a, a copy of it. 
Yes. This is a beautiful story. I love this. Is you know this, this is adjacent to me to having a slide on your back porch. Okay. This is like yeah. Let's live life. You know. Yeah. You only go around once. Might as well live it up. Let's make a committee, a fake committee, anti naked animals, this. and I let's go it. in. I so this is so strange that our first story and the second story have this weird connection because you're talking about the oxes. Scotty. Yes. yes. Um, and when I lived in Baltimore, I formed uh, an, an organization called FUDC, and one of the Oxes guys would come over all the time. And then later they formed something called BRC, the Baltimore Rowdy, Rowdy. Coalition. Yeah, sure. Um, and, uh, but FUDC was all about because we'd gone to see Unwound at the Black Cat. And I was like dancing because I loved Unwound at the time. And some guy told me to calm down. And I was like, I will not calm down. This is rock and roll. (laughs) (laughs) And then we came back to Baltimore and I was just fuming about it. And we started FUDC, which was we would just have like shows in our basement. Uh, essentially, and uh, there was a lot of asbestos. There's a lot of asbestos mm-hmm. in our basement, yeah. which totally. we found out only later that it was bad. But it was like you would come up after a show and just be like caked, like your nostrils would be like black oh. from the dust that was on the ground. Oh and it was all God. asbestos dust. So if something I'm happens, you're alive. I blame on that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was so fun to have like a fake society. Uh, like where people were like, what does FUDC stand for? And we had all these different like things that it stood for, but we made T-shirts and 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 stickers, which is the fun part when you're 18 or 19 years old. And then yeah. we just had punk shows in our basement, and it was the best. I highly recommend everyone form fake organizations. Yes, right now it's not hard to do. No, just there's that one guy who, who who did um, birds aren't real. Yeah, that's oh, growing. Yeah. yeah. Love birds aren't real. <laughs> That's a great That's idea. Thank you. Growing. Shout they out birds aren't real. Stuff now. They're they driving do. across the country. Yeah, they're really they're really going for broke. I love that. Yeah, we had the fake fraternity Alpha Beta Lupa, and mostly we just. <laughs> That's great. My, yeah, it was my friend Skip's house. Mostly we just jumped out of trash cans to scare people going to frat row, and you know, reeled wigs across the street on fishing line to scare people. It was great. It was a great fraternity. We wore pots on our heads. It was wonderful. <laughs> Um, I love that so much. I, when you were talking about, oh, the naked horses. Yes, 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 yes. So this is, I rarely, I don't really argue or fight. Lily, you don't know this about me. Kurt knows this about me. Mm -hmm. I don't really ever lose my temper. I don't, I never get loud. I'm very, um, very calm. That's troubling, let me say. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, I know. One day, one day something horrible is gonna happen <laughs> or sensational hey somebody lift this car off my child i can um so i'm in high school and uh my girlfriend when i was 16 or 17 we were having like an argument in the car and when you're young i i think a lot of young people really like to debate or at least figure out like what they stand for and mm-hmm. it's kind of fun now i could really truly care less and so I remember we were in a pretty intense argument. I'm driving. She's riding passenger. We're kind of in this area in Maryland called Hunt Valley where it's a lot of horse farms and orchards and stuff like that. And we were having like a true argument. And it gets to the point where we are driving in silence, like even radio off, just which is crazy when you're 16 years old. But there was mm-hmm. tension Wow! in the Corolla. The Corolla was overflowing <laughs> with true tension and we round this corner and there's a horse standing there with a full erection and we just both started laughing so hard because they are like the arm of an nba player hanging out from between this horse's legs and we just started laughing and it kind of squashed that beef and suddenly we were like reunited again and it was sort of a valuable lesson you never know what's around the bend it might be a uh, Schwazo that you've never seen before. <laughs> Schwazo, <laughs> horsecocks cure all. That's what. That's the, the the point of that story. That's the lesson <laughs> in that story. God, life. We changer. have a phrase in the band, "shitty pony." Shitty um, pony. <laughs> shitty pony. I, I don't even know how to describe what it means. Just this one time, you know, when you're on a road trip, um, which is what tour is. Whenever there's an animal, it's like cows. Look, there's cows. Yeah. Everyone look. There's like, it's not a gas station. There's living things. Yeah. <laughs> um, and one day someone was like, 
<laughs> someone was like i think it's me i was like oh my god there's a hole there's a holes and my bandmate abby like looked up from their phone and was like yeah that's that's a shitty pony i don't, I don't care about that it's not impressive no, i don't have time for it i'm sorry i don't have time for anything don't. less than a thoroughbred race yeah <laughs> make me look at a shitty pony <laughs> Uh, Scotty, oh. tease us with one. Let's take a okay, break. Okay, now we'll do a real teaser. Uh, sent in by Karen Kilgariff, our benevolent overlord. Look at that. Uh, plumber finds thousands of dollars in cash envelopes stuffed inside toilet wall at Joel Austin's mega church. <laughs> Whoa. Oh Whoa. Oh More of that when we come back to bananas. Hi. back folks yes we are welcome back and before we get back to our fantastic guest i do want to do one quick shout out please banana mail jamie justice she said dear banana boys i want to give a shout out to aj the best banana i am proud of you every day for context he's my 13 year old and we listen to bananas every day on the drive (laughs) to and from school you don't have to read that part though because he'll die of embarrassment and i'll wind up on my favorite murder yes uh... thank you jamie and aj we got your back but don't you worry about being 13 we are on your side it's a cool age when I was 14 or 13 or something, I would play Joanna Newsom in the car. And my <laughs> little brothers, who were significantly younger than me, would be like, why do we have to listen to this weird music? I'm a scary lady. I don't like it. People have visceral responses to, especially the first album, I feel like, because right. it is so specific and unique. I loved it. I loved that album so much. But I definitely remember yeah. playing it for people and people getting like angry at me. Like, this is what you I like? Think... This is what you like? <laughs> <laughs> I think that I love everything she's ever done. Um, but I don't, and I, including the first album, I don't know if I would have gotten into it initially if I was not sort of like pretentious at that time. <laughs> oh yeah, I get that. I probably yeah. like pretended to like it until <laughs> I did like it. Yes, that can happen. That <laughs> certainly can happen. Uh, um, Scotty, do you have any other shout outs? Yeah, I do actually. I can do, I'll do one right here. This is um, Amber wants to give a little shouty to Ariel. I believe it's her sister. They were at your Philly show this summer, Kurt, giggling in the front row. Ooh. Ariel works as a behavioral therapist and works with autistic children. And she has incredible patience and she's dedicated to her career so oh and she's responsible for turning their entire family into bananimals so amber and ariel thank you so much there's a little shout out for you yay awesome uh Um, we of course are here with the wonderful musician lily west um lily what is going on with la 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 right now um well we just as you said we put out an album october 8th um which is available anywhere that you get music. That's just a thing I hear people say. But what do you yeah. prefer? <laughs> I've never What's said that. What's ideal for you? Okay, ideally, can you yeah. please buy it? Yeah, <laughs> but where? Like, I always hear people be like, um, on Bandcamp or for or from my label, Hardly Out Sub Pop. Um, from them, from a, a record store. Ooh, heard of it? Yep. Yeah. 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 yeah do you yeah, have vinyl? Yeah. Do you have vinyl of the record? Oh, absolutely. Sweet. We got vinyl, we got cassette, we got CD. I, um, I had my first album on cassette. They were very hard to sell. <laughs> <laughs> I could only sell them in Portland and Austin. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> well, I'm buying a vinyl. Forget it. Yeah. Amazing. That's Thank you. So fun, of course. <laughs> I mean, but Bandcamp, a lot, of our, a lot of our Bananimals will buy it up on Bandcamp. Okay, yeah, Bandcamp's gotta. ideal. And then we have a, we have a tour... Um, we have a Europe tour in February, uh, Omicron providing, um, yes, yes, and yes. then U.S. March, a- March, April. Is that, yeah, that's the month after March, April. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All year. I'm like, the, I never know. 
You could literally any day, you could ask me what day it was, and yes. I would believe that it was any day. <laughs> yes, you are a true so, artist. I'm the same way. I once Googled one, what month is it when I woke up. <laughs> exactly. It was May. <laughs> and that's a beautiful month, and I bet you were oh, happy to hear that. I was pumped. Thank God. I hate April. Month. I was stoked for May. <laughs> In LA, they are indecipherable for each that's other. That's right. That's the problem. <laughs> True. <laughs> Lily, have you ever woken up when you were on tour or traveling, and the room was dark, and you didn't remember exactly where you were, what room you were in? Literally, I, that still happens to me all the time. Yeah. Even though I haven't. I mean, we did uh, four shows in October in different places, but my parents also live in England, and mm-hmm. I sort of live in New Mexico as well as Chicago, and. That happens to me constantly. And yeah. Yeah. It's a weird feeling, isn't it? Where you have to lie there in the darkness and go, okay, where am I? What does this bed feel like? What does this room smell like? <laughs> what can I hear right now? And sometimes, like, I, I've had those lucid times between like wakefulness, like just waking up, where I think I'm like in my college house, like when I was a senior in. And it takes me a minute to be like, wait, am I in Brooklyn? Wait, I'm in Los Angeles. It's the weirdest thing. It's like, it's like your brain goes on a little time travel trip for you. Yeah. Yeah. I've woken up, and I've also, I've woken up a lot of disgusting places. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Where is, where am I, how disgusting is it? <laughs> well, this morning I woke up, and I had had a dream, which, which felt like it was a, a full eight hours, a dream, you know, I'm yes. sure it was 20 minutes or whatever, right. uh, where it was just eight <laughs> full hours of me working as a waiter. Just <laughs> nothing. Just serving. Nothing crazy happened. It was just like working as a waiter. Like I took a lot of people's orders. I have I could completely see the space it was in as a place yeah. I've never been before. Uh, and it's just so weird when that happens. Like, do, is this tapping into some other universe version of myself I for just so. like a moment? You know? Yeah. I uh, think I it's so. your brain. I think your brain knows you're going to get a role soon mm-hmm. and you're not like gonna that. have time to study what it's like to be a waiter <laughs> but now you know it. thank you lily thank you Just you are welcome they, don't thank me thank your subconscious <laughs> for knowing the future and whoever costs you as a waiter thank you to them <laughs> tip 20 percent okay here we go <laughs> Uh, Karen Kilgare sent this in. We were actually on a little phone call, gabbing it up like high school uh, buddies. And she goes, oh, did you see this story? And she texted me, plumber finds thousands of dollars in cash envelopes stuffed inside toilet wall at Joel Osteen's or Osteen's mega church. This was written. This one was Jamie Ross for the Daily Beast, the best in the business, of course. A plumber made a shocking discovery when fixing a toilet. Uh, at televangelist Joel Osteen's megachurch in Houston last month. Thousands of envelopes stuffed uh, full of cash and checks. Um, The guy we're going to call the plumber Justin, apparently, called into a radio morning show to discuss the discovery he made when he was called to the church on November 10th. So recent bananas. Uh Uh-huh. There was a loose toilet uh, connected to the wall, so we removed a tile. We went to go to remove the toilet. I moved some insulation and found about 500 envelopes that fell out of the wall. And I was like, quote, oh, wow, end quote. The plumber went on to say that around 3,000 total envelopes uh, stuffed with cash were recovered. Lakewood Church confirmed the discovery of the, quote, undisclosed amount of cash. But uh, this is when it gets very true crimey and interesting. Okay. So Houston Police Department was notified about this. Uh-huh. Seven years ago, $600,000 worth of checks and cash were reported stolen, <gasps> but no arrests were made. The 600000 stolen... Um, uh, along with written credit card information, were stolen. Um, they were donations, like so. They were actually like given or physically handed in uh-huh. to the church. To the church. Uh, so a spokesman for the Houston Police Department said it was two hundred thousand dollars in cash, which is what, and then four hundred thousand in checks were stolen from the church's safe sometime. Uh, early afternoon, Sunday or Monday morning, when a church employee first discovered the money was missing. So, so they uh, said it was stolen. Yeah. 
So I mean, does that does that mean he goes to jail? I mean, like, is the FBI involved here? Like, no, not, no, 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 no. They're not. They're so, not saying he stole it. That, but exactly. Oh, but he here's it. when it gets He's, even crazier. <gasps> oh, our old maybe. buddy, you know, Pastor Joel, uh, encouraged those who made those contributions to on make March them again, 8th or right? 9th. Well, he he just said monitor your bank and credit card statements, guys, because there could be fraudulent charges. But here you go; those funds are fully insured. And we are working with our insurance company to restore the stolen funds to the church. There it is. See, there it's a scam. It, it he is. should be in jail right now. Righteous he should be in jail. Stones is real. Whoa, 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 no it is shit. Reality whoa, whoa, television. Whoa, 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 and then of course whoa. he's got two hundred thousand dollars in cash that he can spend whenever he wants to when he wants to flee the country. I don't understand why he wouldn't. If this, is, uh, I don't get it. <laughs> this is. So I'm leaving. I don't criminal. get it. Criminal. <laughs> it's so criminal. It's why, incredible. Wait, who? I don't understand why people are going to be like sh- listening, shouting at me. Um, nah. If it's insured, did they not get that money when it was reported stolen? They did, and so, so they get double money. That's what's that's the criminal. What they get is. double money, so they Fraud. keep the money. They, they report money. it as okay. stolen, and they get reimbursed for it being stolen. Okay, follow-up question. Yes. yes. And if, also they have money that is off the record. Do you know what I mean? Like they just have access to a bunch of mm, cash now that doesn't think. exist. Makes you wonder. <laughs> lucky. Lucky them. If you found $200,000 in cash, would you tell anyone? No. Wow. I'd keep Me it neither. for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it I depends on the situation. Like, if it was, like, a briefcase that was, like, don't open, I would be like, okay, I'm on a reality television show. But yes, if I found two hundred k like in the woods, yeah, I would take. I would look around, casually lean down with my right hand extended, <laughs> scoop it into my clothing, and sprint to my car as fast as humanly possible. <laughs> you really also, do write horror movies. <laughs> Kurt and I once did a thing with ten thousand uh, dollars, like, and we thought ten thousand dollars was going to look so significant, but when it's so in hundreds, doesn't. it's so unimpressive. It's really <laughs> wait. What, do, what did you do with it? Uh, we did this thing, this bit where we took Kyle Kinane, as a comedian, and we brought him to a casino. Um, and he was blindfolded I, and he couldn't hear, so he had no idea where he was going. Yeah, and we brought him into a private room where there was like one blackjack table. Yes, and then I gave him a, a, a <laughs> this this um, uh, a briefcase that was chained to my arm, an attaché case, <laughs> attaché yeah. case, and I popped it open. And we were expecting ten thousand dollars to like look kind of. It was just like a hundred bills, like just spread out, yeah. you know. <laughs> And then we basically so, said to him, you can have this money yeah, to, or you and you can just keep it and we'll leave. We'll leave. Or you have to play it all. You have to bet it all on one hand one of blackjack. Hand. Yeah. And so he bet it and we did not like rig this or anything. And he no. won. Yeah. He won in the craziest no. way. Five cards. He won in five cards, but he actually got 21 in five yes. cards. Yes. Um, oh, my God. Kurt so looked at me. I was producing. Kurt was on camera. And he looked at me like kind of pissed because he thought I rigged it because it's such an unlikely thing. But the, it yeah. was the craziest part. So you can't you can't fake a casino. If it's a real dealer and you're in a real casino, you can't just there's no such thing you as like we're it. playing games because it's mm-hmm. so strict. So Kyle gets like a two, a five, a six, a four, a five and a two. Or there was like some crazy thing like that. And the, there was a couple other people playing at the table. A couple other players. And this old lady sitting to Kyle's right goes, he hit blackjack. She did the math faster than the dealer, than the (gasps) producers, than Kurt, than Kyle. And he did. So we doubled his money. And then we we couldn't give it away. We had like $100 bills. Yeah, and then we went outside and gave them away. Well, we gave a bunch of it away. But and then don't take money. It's so weird. It is so weird. We were just like handing out $100 bills. And then we took like $1,000 <laughs> of it and I tied it to some balloons and we released the balloons. And we were expecting it to like travel and it had like a little note like, Wait, if you get this, let us know here. It's a gift from us. And um, <laughs> the balloons went up across the street and they just got stuck in a tree. Yeah, crashed in a tree. So we had to knock on the door and tell them. <laughs> You should look inside. Yeah, you should look inside these balloons. There's and then it was like a family. Yeah, it was a thousand dollars, and the family was just going to use it for their daughter's quinceanera, and they were incredibly psyched. Oh my god, cute! It was so funny, but yeah, it was so. When you open that attaché case and see what ten grand looks like, you're like, oh, 
Is that all? <laughs> that really sucks. Yeah. My great-grandmother, mischievous Welsh woman, lived across the street from a pub, and she used to mm. um, blow up a balloon mm-hmm. and tie a note to it that Beautiful. said, like, congratulations, you have won a free drink at this pub. And oh. then she would just, like, put it down like sort of down the street and just wait at her window and watch people like run up really excited <laughs> with the balloon Amazing. go in yeah and then just come out looking really sad and disappointed <laughs> oh, she wouldn't she wasn't there to buy him a drink she would just no. watch it happen then she just watched that's it that's fantastic i love that i like it more if she had a running tab there but i love that <laughs> so much I want to do that, but have a running tab at the bar, right? Just be like, here, if anybody comes in with this note, we'll, we'll cover their drink and just not have any. And then I love that idea. We should do that. We should do that. Is there a way that we could do it out here where a balloon would not sail into the Pacific Ocean and kill Well, you just don't put eel. helium in it. Oh, you just leave it somewhere. Yeah. Like it, like just... it, oh, that's even mm-hmm. better. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. And then have it like weighed down. Or if you do have helium in it, have like a rock and a string. So it's just like waving in the wind. And then right. people would find the note. I like Lee, that idea. My buddy Lee. Lee, if you're listening, let's do it for Alma. There's a great cider bar in Los Angeles called Alma. It's on, the, it's on Virgil, right near where Hot Tub is. Let's do it. Lee, text me and we'll, we'll go plant this somewhere <laughs> in the city with one free cider at Alma. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it's a cider bar, right? It's, yeah, it's awesome. That place rocks. Uh, yeah. But we'll do it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, Kurt and I will start a little tab. And if you find that balloon, we'll put a QR code on it or something so not everybody and their mom's doing it. I love that. Your your grandma's cool. What was your grandma's name? Um Uh-oh. <laughs> grandma. We'll just say grandma. This was my great grandmother. Okay, it was great grandma. Who I never met. My yeah. grandmother's name is Elizabeth and she is there the light go. of my life. That counts. So you do know your grandmother and that she does have a first yes. name. That's cool. <laughs> so we'll just say we'll just say great grandma invites you to one yes. drink. There if you don't go. mind yes. us stealing your great grandmother's Oh, please. Idea. No, that's beautiful. I love that. All right, good. We're going to do it. Um, should we have one more? I think we should definitely do one more because I'm just having the time of my life. <laughs> All right. Lily, I love your music so much. It's so ethereal and your lyrics are wonderful. I lo- You have a great voice. I'm a huge Thank fan. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. It's so funny. It's like surreal to... Uh, like hear the intro, mm-hmm. and yeah. then it, and then uh, it's like, oh, I have to speak. Yeah, <laughs> now you're. Hanging. Oh, I'm not. I'm not just listening. Oh, there's. Uh, it's me. It's the person. <laughs> and let us know when you come to Los Angeles. We'll come yeah. out to your show. Hell we'll, yeah, that would be we'll, fantastic. I'll knock Kurt's glasses off and. <laughs> <mosh. laughs> we'll, we'll be the two tall white guys moshing in the front. <laughs> um, all right, here it is. Folks, this was sent in by Jessica Hemi at J underscore Hemi underscore creations on Instagram. You should go check her out. She is an amazing artist from Ventura, California. Uh, This was in Wired. Written by nobody. No. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> it was written by Robin Andrews, who is Yay! the BITB. So, so good. Meet the cyberpunk albatrosses scanning for secret explosions. Oh, cool. Here it is. Uh, sometimes the most important sounds are the ones that cannot be heard. Take interest round. Uh, acoustic waves below the range of human hearing, although nuclear weapons blasts, midair meteor explosions, volcanic paroxysms, and angry thunderstorms make plenty of noise people can hear up close. Mm-hmm. The infrasound these phenomena emanate can also circumnavigate the globe. A lot of big words there. Even Too many. if a scientist is half the world away, their infrasound infrasound detector may be able to pick it up. Uh, Despite its promise as a remote sensing technique, you can't register these sounds in infrasound everywhere. The world's oceans are not only cacophonous, but the absence of land, particularly within the southern hemisphere, has made placing detectors a seemingly insurmountable challenge. But for Olivier Denuden, an acoustics researcher at the Royal Netherlands Meteorologic, Meteorological Institute, the solution to this right. conundrum was obvious. Put infrasound sensors in tiny backpacks and get <laughs> albatrosses to wear them. <laughs> oh, sure, of course. <laughs> that okay, makes sense. Sure. Sure. 
Turning. Why not? Yeah, easy. Turning the Southern Ocean's largest seabirds into cyberpunk spies, quote, was a shot in the dark, says Den Uden. But his team reported this this August in the Journal of Geophysical Research Letters. It actually worked as those feathered friends flitted above the frigid waters. That's pretty good. Feathered Whoa, friends flitted. Say that again. That's, That's good. Some biz about the frigid waters. Midway between <laughs> Southern Africa and Antarctica, the instruments in their backpacks recorded various sources of infrasound, suggesting that it's possible to listen for all sorts of distant booms without requiring yeah. any lend land to sight detectors yes um and there's a bunch of people saying it's amazing so anyway yeah mostly this is for volcanoes to like there's a lot of volcanoes that erupt that we don't know about uh, ever uh and so they're finding out a bunch of stuff that's pretty cool this is really, so yeah. the albatrosses really cool. are wearing these things and it's working <laughs> yeah they're yeah the it tiny would backpack. be working Albatro- if birds were real but they're not <laughs> yeah, birds aren't real <laughs> this Heard is it. proving it that they're dr- <laughs> that they're just government drones <laughs> yeah you know really, it really hasn't are. occurred to me before that bananas is like a really good um breeding ground for like bad band names oh, incredible yes Cyberpunk okay. albatrosses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. Katie, can you flag that? That's a good title for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> that Cyberpunk is. albatrosses, please. <laughs> albatrosses That's are so big, man. I wonder how big these backpacks are. They don't have a photo of, of the backpacks, which is a real uh, deep bummer. Just Jan Sports. <laughs> <laughs> just jam sports with those loops. They just have their, <laughs> their smallest feather just in the loopholes of it. Just like, what's up? Want to get applesauce during gym? <laughs> That's a really I remember good for a band, applesauce uh, during gym. Yeah, um, for um, for uh, I think yeah, go ahead. applesauce gym, applesauce gym. Sorry, I'm applesauce editing. gym. Yeah, applesauce gym. Singing. That's another. That's another band name right there. Um, exactly. I remember in college, I wore a very uncomfortable backpack. Yeah. Um, which was Why? A, like, oh, uh, <laughs> because it was army issue. I was like, I, for some reason, I only shopped at, for like a year of my life, I only shopped at like army, navy surplus stores. And so yeah. I had like a backpack from, I think it was from the Korean War, but it very was like, me, it had a metal outside frame. Normal. And then it was just like green canvas <laughs> and it just dug into Normal. my back and it really yeah. hurt and I hated it. Great. Um, but, it, but you felt that it was cool. But I felt it was cool. And I would wear cool. combat cool. boots cool. and green, uh, green, big kind of like big pants, like baggy pants with, with sure. cargo pockets and an army uh, army jacket. So I was oh, always... I you were Lieutenant Dan, basically. <laughs> you just had one extra leg, though. And I had, I had shaved. I had shaved all of my hair except for just um, oh, a, my God. a tuft like Robert, in front. What's his... Like Taxi Driver. <laughs> yes. Like my, what a sight! Uh, did you have a Fight Club poster? No, I hated room? Fight Club. I hated. Fight oh, because it was too. It was like too popular. It was too. Oh yeah, it was too <laughs> macho. It was too macho. For sure. Um, for and sure, for sure. and it was just like a tuft of hair that I would I would sculpt into two horns. Yep. Um, oh my so I looked, God. and I also had just these big Costco sunglasses Incredible. Uh, that like looked like an old a grandmother would wear. Yep. They were like big and square, like this big. I looked crazy, but. And I never realized this was until the, was that the whole of college? That was for one year of college that I was really the first into that year. look. Yeah, no, this was second year. Okay. Um, and yeah. I was also like, I was really into acid at the time. Like it was a whole. I was going through a whole thing. Cool. But un- I love it. I like that. It's like cross genre, though. Yes. You know, yeah. You're like, yeah. <laughs> someone really into acid, you wouldn't really expect to have like the little devil horns. <laughs> so you Military. know, you were doing your own thing. And yes. I, it's yeah. Cool. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I was buddies, my two, my two best friends, uh, were, uh, John Paul Many and Hank Baker and unbeknownst to us, but mm-hmm. I, unbeknownst to, to the three of us until like a year later when we found out every day. And I noticed this now every day, uh, Hank would wear the exact same thing, which there's this blue Paramount shirt and these blue pants and he had blue shoes cool. and John always only dressed in black he's a big industrial guy yeah uh, and so we would just walk around campus always together one guy in all green one guy in all blue and one guy in all black and people called us the power rangers <laughs> oh my us. god that's I'm, great you know i'm sort of, i'm obsessed with the narrative arc of your life <laughs> 
Kurt's at yeah. college, right? You should be so do it all in college. Like anybody yes. that goes to college and is yes. boring, you are missing the point. Go wild for four years. Try everything. Yes. Make it call it collage. Get into it and be weird because <laughs> like. When you step out in the real world, it'll slowly polish you and grind you down to khakis. So <laughs> yep. live it up. Go for yeah. it. Uh, maybe, can I add, uh, maybe don't get a big tattoo yeah, of a scary get... clown on your leg. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> because <laughs> you might regret that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if you, you did that, that which... <laughs> this Lily? sounds like it's hitting a little close to home, Lily. I... <laughs> Do have? Okay. You have some it's regrets like a, about this. It's a genuinely scary clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was scary. <laughs> was it like based Huge, on true. it it's or like anything? What was the inspiration? Part of the whole bottom half of my leg. Um, <laughs> it was so my friend, uh, bless his heart, is a very talented tattoo artist, and I have some other tattoos from him that are great. Um. But I will not name him to not throw him under the bus. Never he would. did something. I well, this was also like when I was I dropped out of college after a year, but college age. Yeah, I did do everything weird Good. and like I got a ton of tattoos without thinking about it, and most of them are cool. But I would you, like I let him improvise on my leg. He yes. like free handed this thing on my leg, and yes. um. <laughs> it, <laughs> I cannot exaggerate. I cannot emphasize how much it looks like a giant yellow dick. Oh boy! Like, with with balls, like not, not a great color for uh, a, uh, a ding dong. You don't want no, a giant yellow I, one, little John. No, no, and like with veins, the Ooh. the balls. It had a, a cross on the head, um, and. I had just started playing music pretty pretty recently, and every photo of me playing music, you know, if you're on a, I mean, mostly yes. I was playing like basements and stuff. Yeah. But if you're on a stage, yeah, the full shortening, like you're the bottom <laughs> half of my leg was the big, like most of the photo, and it's just this giant yellow dick. So I said I'd like to get this covered up. Yeah. Um, and I went to another friend who's also a very talented tattoo artist, <laughs> and we sort of. I, I mean, I can't blame him. We sort of, like, workshopped this scary clown together. <laughs> like, <laughs> and we did it over the yellow deck, um, make, rendering it basically impossible to remove. <laughs> there you go. That's an upgrade. You did the right thing here. Yeah, it's better than a completely. yellow dick. Uh, the scary yes. clown is way better. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's my advice. Go crazy. Don't get a, yellow, a scary clown. Yeah, no yellow dicks, no scary clowns. Mm-hmm. Unless you're super into that, and then get a scary clown with a yellow dick. Just double down and yes. scare your parents. <laughs> <laughs> Lily, thank you so much for being on Bananas. Thank you so much for having me. What a thrill. Um, tell us, where can people find you one more time? Plug your stuff. Socials, whatever. Okay, you can find me on social media. Um, Lily Lala Music, L I L L I E is how you spell mm-hmm. my name. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I recently made a TikTok, much to my uh, chagrin. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, the, that is like correct. horror. Yeah, my horror. Yeah. <laughs> um, because of a viral video. This is another story. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so I'll just throw it in, please. Um. These posters were made and put up all around Chicago for my release show at Talia Hall. Uh, and I, I did not, I didn't think it said this. Okay. But everyone else thinks it says caca caca. Caca caca. <laughs> yes. And there's a, a viral video of this girl being like, I just want to know who the fuck this is. Because I see this everywhere I go. Who are you, bitch? Who is Miss Kaka? <laughs> that sounds pretty good to me. It's a great video, but I'm also I made a TikTok to participate to. in this. You, you to. have to. This is what they, they tell me. So I'm on there, um, and yeah, and we're touring Europe in February and full US or full North America, um, mostly full March and April. All right. Well, when you and come to L.A., let us know. We will be there. Oh, I yes. will hold you to that. Oh, we'll All be right. there. 
Sweet. Love if you're not fun. there, I'm gonna freak out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody, go get La 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 La's new album right now. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Bananas. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and engineered by Katie Levine. Theme music by Kahan. And all of our artwork is done by Travis Millard. You can follow us on Instagram at The Bananas Podcast, where we post stories every day and things that we don't cover on the podcast. Listen, subscribe, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you're interested in advertising on Bananas, please email us at thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. That's thebananaspodcast at gmail.com. 